for some of you that are ready, we got an amen. The rest of us, I don't know. Okay. Maybe we should all go out, you know. I remember one year, a few years back, in fact, when we first started, uh, we were in the old electrician's uh, building off of uh, outside of Orchid there. And uh, they had a, well, they, they rent the place out. They used to rent it out, or still do, uh, to different parties. Well, they had a wedding gathering uh, on Saturday. And we came in, and there was beer kegs all over the place. The floor was, uh, they had a party. It was so bad in there. I mean, you walk in it, it actually was slipping and sliding. You, your feet would stick on the floor. And it was a cold winter day. I mean, cold. We had visitors that day and said, we will be going out to the park. Waller Park was right. <laughs> Went out there and everybody was bundled up. It was cold. So, you know, we think this building's cold. You have to be in Waller Park when it's got heavy frost out there. That was, that was wild. In fact, that was fun. Okay, um, nugget for this morning. You might remember this one. The curse of success is compromise. I think I said that maybe it was a couple of weeks ago or something. I didn't get a chance to pick up a new one. Uh, so, Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that... Uh, your Holy Spirit gives us eyes to understand, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, that we glean, Father God, the things which are needed, Father God, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I do have the picture. There it is. <laughs> See the, the film back there? There's the camera and everybody's sitting on the floor looking at so, uh, That's a pretty good, good-sized crowd. All right. They're doing a great job. Going to have a lot of people saying thank you when you get to heaven. You, you supported us. You, you. All right. Uh, are you ready? I'm going to give you the title right away. Controlled warfare. Controlled warfare. And you can see that. Uh, when the enemy comes against you, you control him. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I got a When an individual becomes a Christian, as we become Christians, um, uh, something uh, fundamental happens to us. Um, there's a radical, it should be a radical occurrence uh, that we don't do things that we used to do when we become born again. Uh, though, though we live in the world, we don't uh, uh, do the world's things any, anymore. Uh, uh, we live in the, although, although we live in the flesh, and so if you'll turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It 
Second Corinthians chapter 10, looking at verse 3, it says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So, we're born again, but we're still in the flesh, but we don't walk after the flesh. Glory to God. At least we shouldn't. I'll put it that way. I, I think, uh, well, I'm not going to say you do, but I do. Sometimes I walk in the flesh. I know better. We all know better uh, to walk in, in a way that uh, is uh, producing something for the Lord. But uh, oftentimes, you know, uh, we become irritated. How many of you ever become? No, I'm not going to ask that question either. <laughs> you know, <laughs> becoming irritated. I'm not going all sorts of. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> I hate it when I get behind those lines. I get up there and I said, you know, I've got the shortest line. I said, glory to God, I'm going to get out of this place. And all of a sudden, somebody starts bringing, pulling out these. After they go through all the groceries, then they pull. It says in, at the beginning of the line, if you have coupons, please present them before you go. So they got to go. They pull out the coupons after they've gone through all the register, and they got to go through all the, the list of things they've gotten. Okay, this is, this is taken off or this is reduced. And I look, at the, look over to my left or the right where the line I could have been, and it's already gone. <laughs> so, you know, there's an irritation that... Uh, <laughs> and that's not controlled warfare, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We live in a world, this is where we're supposed to be, right? And, uh, we're not to, supposed to be isolationist or to be a, a recluse or to be a separatist. We're not to run and hide from life. Uh, but it's somewhat astounding that a lot of Christians have that attitude. Uh, going through the book of... Uh, Believes for, uh, believers' uh, authority, we, we kind of spoke about uh, Alexander Dowie. Uh, he tried to create a Christian utopia in uh, a place called Zion, Illinois. That's where, you know. And of course, it did not come out like he wanted it to. I mean, as soon as you get more than one person, you've got a confusion. Or <laughs> so, you know. Man's flesh oftentimes prevails. We don't uh, operate. It would be great if, I mean, we all like to have, you know, this is the perfect environment. But as soon as you walk in, you mess it up. Because, <laughs> you know, we do, we do live in the flesh. Okay. Uh, let's see what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Glory to God. What did Jesus tell us? It's a, if you have uh, your Bible, uh, this might be printed in red. Uh, it's Matthew chapter 10, looking at verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. There's warfare already, okay? 
Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We live in the flesh and we have to live in the world. Okay. But it's important for us to understand uh, this is where all the problems occur in the world. And he sent us to live in the world. Um, we, we are not to use, quote, human methods to win our battles in the world. Too many of us, you know, well, well they do that, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to get even, or, you know. Uh, none of you have ever done that, I know. <laughs> I'm recalling a, a time uh, when I was working for PG&E, and uh, a guy, this one guy kept on playing pranks all the time. So they had a, a steel stool in front of this work desk that you had. So he put water on this steel stool. I had noticed it. And I <laughs> that's bad news. I just became irritated. And then I tried to figure out what else I could do to get back at him. You know, so I hid his books. I put. <laughs> That's not the way I should have done things. Um, even though I was a Christian, <laughs> I was walking in the flesh. I wasn't doing things like I should. So uh, I didn't have a control warfare. We need to know how to control our warfare, okay? Uh, many Christians are opposing the enemy, the, uh, the enemy but with wrong weapons. We know who the enemy is. I'm going to get him, you know. And so, we're, but we use the wrong weapons. I think we've all picked up the wrong weapon, uh, you know. Um, they are perfectly sincere in their uh, dealings. They have a lot of zeal, but they do it, or put it that we do it the worldly way. How many pray when something happens, you know, uh, on the outside? How many pray automatically? Oh, bless this individual, Lord. Be kind to him, you know, that as I pray for him, for good things, that you'll bring heaps of coal on his head. You know, remember, remember reading that? Yeah, but we don't do that. We want to take vengeance as mine. Lord, you stand back. Uh, uh, we operate in the flesh again. Uh, and when we operate in the flesh, that means we're limited to what we can do. It's always one-dimensional. Okay? Um, human, our human reasoning cannot operate in truth. And this is what we need to do. We're going to look at truth this morning. Warfare, okay? There are no uh, secular solutions to your warfare. I mean, you know, uh, doing it the secular way 
we just temporarily uh, readjust uh, the symptom or the problem and hope that uh, it will kind of turn out nicely, but it doesn't do that. But as believers, this is not how we should operate or approach our problems. Not with fleshly endeavors, but with spiritual endeavors. Uh, now, turn with me to, once again, I think we looked at 2 Corinthians, one more time, chapter 4 this time, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is what we need to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, looking at it, verse 18. While we look not at things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. And when we do it uh, in our flesh, it's temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So we need to do things God's way. Okay. Um, this, is the, this is the approach that we need to have. Uh, this is... The, this is the, uh, the uh, spiritual solution, which is right and correct. So since we're there, let's back up one book, to the, uh, two books, to the book of Romans, chapter 12. We already know where I'm going on this one. Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, it, it tells us, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto, Lord, unto God, which is your reasonable service, and do not... Conform to this world, there's your flesh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. There's where we at. We need to do. We need to do it God's ways. That means we, get, we need to change our thinking. Change your stinking thinking, as they say. Um, and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to do. Uh, if you already formed certain habits. Yeah. Let's, let's turn to 2 Timothy now. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Oops. This is what we need. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Looking at verse 16 and saying, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Oh, glory to God. There it is. It helps us out in our warfare, our controlled warfare. That a man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We don't fall into the flesh. We do good works when we're in the spirit of things. Okay. Go back to 2 Corinthians again. And this time we'll find chapter 10 again. 2 Corinthians, I'll get there. Did I get the right one, 2 Corinthians? Oh, no wonder, okay. I didn't get to the right chapter. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Looking at verse 4, okay, verse 3. For we walk, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Look at verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God 
to the pulling down of strongholds. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, um, the weapons, these work and are very effective or beneficial to us. Uh, we have adequate weapons at our disposal. Uh, they, they come not from one place, but there's numerous weapons that are designed for us to use, and you won't find them just in one little spot in the Bible. You'll find different ones located. We're just going to look at two of them this morning. Um, I'll tell you a few after the other ones you can look at um, on your own, but uh, we want to have weapons that do justice for us. Amen? Um, the more, okay, the first one, let's go to John chapter 17 now. We're going to look at the first one. John chapter 17. We have, we'll be looking at two spots, but John 17. Uh, the most formidable weapon that we, that a believer has is the Word of God. The Word of God. And in John chapter 17, verse 17, it reads, Jesus says, Sanctify them through the truth, thy, what? Word is truth. So it's the Word of God. It sanctifies us. The Word of God is truth. Uh, turn with me now. This is going to uh, dovetail what we just looked at. The book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Pardon me. Ephesians chapter 6. And look at uh, verse 14. That's Ephesians 4, uh, pardon me, Ephesians 6, 14. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darks of the wicked. That's not the one I wanted. I didn't read it right. Oh, it was 14. What did I read? It's 16. Well, I'm good tonight, this morning. Verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having a breastplate of righteousness. Okay, so it's, it's the word of truth that, that we need. Amen? Oh, glory to God. Um, truth is the chief weapon for a believer. Truth is your chief weapon. Your most effective weapon. Uh, some people feel that education is the better uh, problem solver. Okay. Uh, secular education is a compound of truth and falsehoods. Uh, both are equally powerfully uh, taught. Um, let's go to 1 Corinthians now. I'm having you jump all over the place. I'll get these right. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, Scripture destroys man's reasonings. So we're just going to look at a few. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, looking at verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that, are, uh, them that perish foolishly, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. 
verse 19. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. There's that reasoning or, or fleshly thing. And will bring to nothing understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? And where is the disputer of the word world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Glory to God. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that, are, that need to believe. So we see here that the word, or the word, is our most truthful blessing that will come forth. It's truth. You, man can't deny this. They'll try to put their un understanding on it. Um, uh, Jesus told it as it was. When you look at some of the things, he told things that was. He didn't give you uh, watered down things. He said, this is the way it needs to be done. You know, and uh, Some of us still like to water things down. Uh-oh. Truth not only is proclaimed, it's demonstrated. Okay? In the life, in our life, truth is demonstrated in life. Um, so a believer... What happened to it? Did I leave it out? Um, Well, how about that? Did all that typing and I ejected something. <laughs> okay, we'll just go on. Well, we'll go on a different trail. A believer ought to be, uh, a believer's character should be open and honest and truthful. Glory to God. Uh, just like we read in uh, John 17, 17. Uh, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Uh, John 8 and 32 is where Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Glory to God. Um, so it's truth that, that takes place. I don't believe I left that out. That is something else. And that was good. Uh, let's see. See if I can draw back. I'm looking at it and see if I can put, the, put, put it in the right perspective here. This is the first time this has ever happened. You know that? I mean, I type wrong sometimes, but leaving a whole paragraph out that, that was... Uh, well, it'll come. Okay. So we're going to look at... <laughs> we're going to look at the next weapon... Oh, uh, it's coming to me, it's coming to me. You, you recall, um, we're going to look at ex ex examples of truth the world's way, okay? The world says Darwin's theory of, of uh, relativity is correct. You know, all this evolution, Darwin's evolution. Well, that's, that's a bunch of... Baloney. It's already been proven wrong, but they, but the world says we're going to believe this. We can't believe what God says. You know, um, another one. 
I'm trying to put some of this into perspective. The world says um, you can, they want to change, well, we're hit, I'm seeing, I don't know about you, they're saying in, in, the, in the school life uh, that uh, they're teaching in schools, oh, Marxist, Marxist uh, doctrine, you know, revolution. That's why you got this Black Lives Matter and a few few other things. It's it's surfing surfacing and because it's it's being taught in schools. Well, maybe not the little ones, but it's taught in a lot of universities. You know, you know, this country is wrong. The, the, the white man came over here to, you know, well, you know, but what did our country was established on when they first came here? The, the first settlers they came and planted a flag and a cross and said, "This is this is for God and this is His country." It's not for the other stuff. And the other thing that, uh, uh, that uh, reasoning says that, uh, uh, you, that you're, they're teaching kids, small kids now. I, got, I, got, I get some of these terrible things that I have to read. That have to, but I, I do look at them. It's like I, uh, kids are saying, okay, uh, you look like a boy, but you're a girl. Or you, you look like a girl, but you're a boy. Uh, this this teaching is detrimental to kids. You know, God says, "I made man and a woman." You know, you can't change that. I mean, you could try to change it. So the you know, man's thinking is wrong. It's not truth. We need to supply truth to our children, even their older kids. You know. um, okay. I had a better. Had it written out better than what I said. <laughs> I'm going to go back and pull it up. Right? Well, I can't. I guess I, I deleted it somehow. Oh, okay. Let's, let's go. Some of you guys know it's really scratching on my head. Okay. Another weapon that is on the forefront of a believer. Remember, we're talking about controlled warfare. So truth will control your warfare. The enemy cannot stand against truth. He's defeated with truth. So we need to keep truth always before us, in us. You know. okay, the other one uh, the, is, that comes to the forefront of a believer is love. Okay? Uh, this is not the Hollywood type of love, you know, the uh, fictional type thing. It's not that type of love. Okay? Um, or, or having a... a, a a tolerance for everything. You know, that's what they want us to do now. Um, love found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I think we've all read that before. The um, love found in chapter thir uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is the agape love. It's the kind of love that requires no return of everything, anything from an individual. It's a genuine love that demands nothing in return. Okay? Love, no, this love has no limits. Okay? Um, this love is an action, not an emotion. We need to know that love, what love is, and what it looks like outside the church. And uh, Paul uh, provides three distinctive uh, uh, distinctions of love. Uh, 
chapter 1, uh, pardon, chapter 13, verse 1 through 3 in uh, 1 Corinthians. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and, have, and not have love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand the, uh, the mysteries and the knowledge, and though I ha have faith so that I could re remove mountains and not have love, I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and, ha and have not love, I, it profits, profits me nothing. Um, so we see that... Uh, Love has three distinctions. First, love is greater than any spiritual gift. All the gifts that, that we can have, love is better. You know, some of us are wanting to say, uh, oh, I wish I had that gift. I had, you know, anybody ever thought that? Believe that? Operate in love. It's better than, than the gifts. The gifts will come if you operate in love. Two, without love, uh, I can say nothing. Okay? You are, we are nothing. We gain nothing without love. Okay? Okay. Verses 4 through 7. Love suffers long and is kind... Love envious not, love vaunteth not itself, it is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not its own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, glory to God. Seven, bears all things, believes all things, hopes on all things, endures all things. Wow, glory to God, hallelujah. We're out of here. We got, yeah, we're going to be out here. She's going to be happy. Somebody looking at your watches. Okay. Love is expressed by supernatural responses in terms of action, attitude, and behavior. Love is expressed by supernatural responses in terms of actions, attitudes, and behavior. Number one, love is patient. It goes the extra mile over and over again. It just doesn't stop there, okay? Uh, you remember uh, Peter asked uh, Jesus, how many times should I forgive that person? Remember what Jesus' answer was? Seven times 70 for that one offense. That's a lot. So, love is patient. I wish I could remember that when I, when I was raising the kids. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, love is also shows discipline, okay? Uh, you, there's also what they call tough love, love, and we need to have that. Otherwise, the, the kids run rampant. Um, Okay. 
then love is kind. Patience must be accomp accompanied by a positive reaction or goodness. Uh, and that's where that tough love comes in. It's kind. Well, you're, you're spanking me, Dad. Well, I'm kind to you because you won't, uh, you'll know better not to do it as you get older with other things. You, you follow the rules of society. You not make your own up. Okay. okay. Love is not jealous. True love desires the success of others. Why? How can they get all that blessing? How come they got that? And I've been doing the same thing, Lord. Anybody ever thought that? None of you. How come they got that promotion? How come they got the, the blessing? We need to ha be happy for them. You don't know what's going on in their life. And you could, you could be a blessing to them. Smile at somebody once in a while. Don't even give them a frown. Look in the mirror. <laughs> you want to have success. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who shall I bless? Okay? We need to not have, have uh, jealousy, okay? True love desires success for others. So, when we see a brother, especially when it comes to your own family, you want to bless him. And, and you want to bless God's family. Amen. Amen. Oh, love does not brag. Oh, love is not big, big headed, but it's big hearted. Okay. Uh, when we brag, it shows our insecurity and our spiritual immaturity. We need to pursue things humbly, do things humbly. Uh, when we do things in, in a humble fashion, uh, people receive us in a greater fashion. They, they will, uh, you know, well, you need to do it my way. No, that's not the way you need to do it. And you say, well, you, know, you have to do it in such a way that, that uh, they receive, you know, well, it's been done this way all the time. And we're not going to change. Well, you know, uh, we need to have, show some, some maturity with the individuals. Uh, otherwise, it, uh, our love is not being shown properly, okay? Okay, here's this other, this, this one goes along with it. Love is not arrogant. Arrogant people show disrespect. Uh, they use people as a stepping stone uh, and consider, consider themselves exempt. Uh, 
from other requirements. Uh, this love ought to go to Congress. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm thinking that they're not wanting to, uh, to improve the, uh, the health care bill, the Obama bill. Well, let them, if they are so much, think it's so good, why don't they stay on it? And, you know, they, they eliminated themselves from it. Let them take it and see how they like it. That would be showing great love. You show them how much they want. They would change things, but no. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm way off this morning. <laughs> uh, we need to, love needs to show respect. God calls us to serve others and be gracious towards them. So write your congressman. Tell them that they are supposed to serve us and be gracious to us. Do what we, we ask them to do, not what they think they want for themselves. Quit raising their own pay, paychecks. Okay, love is not unbecomingly. Love is not rude, in other words. Um, there is a gracious love which never forgets to be courteous. Okay. Um, we need to use tact and, and, and politeness and show respect in doing things. So uh, we shouldn't be rude. Um, kids are very truthful, but they are awful, awful rude. Uh, towards one another. Um, how many can recall when they were in grammar school? I mean, well, this goes to high school and sometimes in college, but especially in grammar school where someone's a little bit different and they, they're so rude to the other kids. Or someone has a, a learning disability and uh, you know the teachers uh, some teachers didn't understand that either they, they said okay you since you're not doing so good you go sit in that corner there and put that dunce cap on because i know you could have did better instead of helping them out they we pound them into the dirt and it uh, that builds a, a in that child inferiority complex and uh, we've got a lot of kids that are that way they're not managed correctly. And uh, we need to manage our kids. I mean, Laurel, you got that. You got 30 kids or 40 kids. You manage the kids correctly. Some of us don't have that many kids, but we need to manage them correctly. Um, I like what, the, like I said, I like what the, the Jewish uh, religion does or the Jewish people do on, on the Sabbath night when they have their, or more likely they do it on every night. But at the dinner table, they, they say, you know, you're, the, you're of the seed of Abraham. You are blessed. You can do anything you put your hand to. You are smarter than the rest. And guess what? You look at what's happening in, in, in Israel right now. A lot of great major inventions are coming forth because these kids, or those kids, when they, when they get to uh, adulthood, they are doing something that... Uh, 
that is beneficial to the world because they said, I, I can do this. I can, I can find the, the answer for this. You know, um, I wish they would uh, allow us to buy some of the stuff and bring it over here. You know, uh, but some people are not willing to do some things. I mean, they have people that are completely, you know, uh, if you get a chance, I'm, I'm running off all over the place, but if you get a chance, look at Israeli news. Look up Israeli news, and you'll see they have a portion in there sometimes what they're doing. You know, look it up on the internet, and you'll really be, uh, it's a half hour program, so um, set, set yourself up for it, and you'll see a, a lot of great things that are taking place. It's called Israeli news, or Israeli news now, I think it is, to be exact. But they, those kids, those, they are, are bringing out such uh, great things. Uh, they, even, even the, uh, their enemies come to them for help. You know, like the, like the little kids, they'll bring, they find out an Arab kid has this or a Muslim kid has that, they'll bring him in and take care of that child. Now, we need to have that. That's showing love. That's showing respect for the human race. Even though they, they're not getting the respect from them, but, you know, which is what I'm saying. Um, okay, love does not seek its own. Uh-oh, here we go. So love is not possessive. Love is not demanding. Love is not stubborn or domineering. Love listens well. Uh, love does not insist on its own way. It's willing to defer to others. Um, We usually think this love does not seek its own way. We think usually think of kids, especially siblings. I my two furry kids are wanting their own way. One has something; he'll the other one will run up to it. The younger one runs up and steals it. But. Uh, this is not only referring to, uh, you know, we think we see this more in, in uh, children than we do in adults, but a lot of adults, especially the married adults, are not operating in They're seeking their own, well, you need to do this for me. You need to do, you know. Uh, and they're not giving an opportunity for the other, they don't defer themselves to the other person. It's, it's mine and mine and mine. Um, you know, and sometimes in counseling you find out, you know, some people have to learn to, yeah, to give a little compromise uh, to make your marriage work right. Uh, oftentimes, uh, it has to be my way or the highway. You know, you've heard that before. Uh, that doesn't work in marriage. So, um, again, love does not seek its own. We need to defer. Love does not provoke. Uh-oh. These are, we're looking at, again, we're looking at controlled warfare. If we can manage truth all the time from our lips, 
truth come up from our lips and love, demonstrate love, we will control the warfare that comes against us. It cannot win. Okay, the, the enemy cannot win. Uh, love does not provoke. Love is not given to emotional outbursts. Love is not touchy. Love is not quick to take or make offenses. Whoa, glory to God. I'm good. I have to think about that one some. You know, there was a read, read it on the internet the other there was an actual killing of a parking space. I don't remember what where it was. A lady felt that she was taken advantage of by this other person taking the parking place. She got out and they had an argument and she had a gun. Whoa, so watch out when you go out there and drive. <laughs> Love does not provoke. Um, okay, nine. Love does not take into account of wrongdoing. Love doesn't hang on to uh, offenses. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I, I have a tendency to think back on certain things that I felt that I was a victim of. And now that I'm older and bigger, I would like to meet some of these individuals and show them exactly what can happen to them like they did to me. You know? And it says, love does not take into account wrongdoing. That's rough. I can think of a couple of guys I like to put down. Because, you know, like I said, I was one of the shortest in high school. And there were some other kids who were bully. And of course, I was of a little bit different uh, uh, I looked different than most of the kids, so you know I was picked on, and I, I, I still get. It's one of the things. But <laughs> I know it's wrong, but it, it comes up there. It really, that's something I, 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 I do have to battle. I know, I tell the Lord, okay, I've, I've forgotten about it. Don't hold it against me if it comes up. Because the enemy brings it up and, uh, you know, something will spark at that thought. And I said, oh, man, I just, if, if, the, if the things were changed. I thought, I found out one guy went into the, the Air Force. And I was just hoping he would have come onto my base because I had a badge. I would have fixed him bad. 
<laughs> I would have wrote him up for everything. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm saying, taking that authority a wrong way. I'm glad none of you do that. <laughs> oh, how dare they do that to me? Remember that water on that stool? Oh, bad news. So I, I shouldn't take. I got a, you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, <laughs> renewing in the mind. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why. I'm, I don't know why. I tell all these things. The wife doesn't say a thing. I guess I got the worst, worst nature. Okay. Uh, 10. This goes just right opposite number 9. Love bears all things. Oh, glory. <laughs> First uh, Peter chapter four. That's what First Peter chapter four tells us. Well, Paul tells us in, in Corinthians, and now Peter tells us. First Corinthians chapter first, first Peter chapter four verse um, eight. Above all things, have fervent love among yourselves, for love shall cover the multitude of sins. Wow, there's that, there's that uh, controlled warfare. If we, have, if we can control our love, show our love, all sin is gone. Think about it. Love, co love covers the multitude of sins. Love protects. It doesn't Hurt. Love does not nitpick. Uh oh. And does not criticize. How many was. Oh, no, I'm not going to get you there. Um, love learns to bite its tongue, okay? <laughs> we. we uh, it, it's something that. Uh, This is a hard subject. Love. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy enemy. If, he's ha if he needs a, a drink of water, the Lord says, give him a drink of water. You know, we need to... 11. Love believes in all things. Love always trusts others. Love chooses uh, to give the benefit of a doubt. Do we do that? Uh, people tend to become what we believe them to be if we are showing love. You know, there's, you know, like I said, there's, there's tough love too. That needs to be brought out. But uh, the people either live up or down to our expectations. That's what, I, like I said, when, when, when the Jews sat at the table with their kids, they just, they just built them up. They didn't say, what'd you do wrong today, Johnny? No. You know, there's that, what's that, that saying? Uh, I'm going to eat some worms. Why? Because they were so bad? No. Uh, it, that's not, not how things need to go. We need to, we need to hold our kids up. Um, we need to learn what the Word of God tells us. Uh, 
It's the simple power of believing the best and not the worst of other people. And if, and if there is something wrong with that individual, what do you need to do? We need to love. Love them. Pray for them. Um, number 12, uh, love endures all things. Glory to God. Now, the word endure was taken for a military term, which means to hold that position at any cost. When this was written, hold that position at any cost. At any cost, even unto death, you hold that position. So love endures. Hold that position. Hold your love. Uh, whatever it takes, love perseveres. It never gives up on anyone. Oh, well, there. thank you for that. I hope you have love towards me. Don't give up on me. First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen, as we uh, close this uh, close this down. 13.13 Now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Oh, glory to God. 13.8 Go back to... Love never fails or ends. We need to know that. Love never fails or ends. That means we have controlled Warfare. Now, go, let's go to the book of John, chapter 13, real quick. I got this right. Okay, John, chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. John 13, verse 34 and 35. A, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this all men shall know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one towards another. Can that be said of us, that we love one another? that we hold one another up. We can do it. We can, we can fight the good fight because we have truth, we have love, and I could give you a couple of others. You have the blood and you have the name. And you cannot be defeated if we will hold true to these values. The enemy's warfare, he will... Cut and run when you show truth, love, and again, I said you, you, you have the blood and you have the name in this warfare. Amen? Amen. Oh, man. You got, er, I held you 10 minutes over last time. You got 10 minutes early out this time. So anybody need prayer? Okay, glory to God. Let's all stand. We close off. Father, we're praising you and we're just giving you thanks, Lord. That which you've shown us, Father God, thank you, Lord. It's just a good reminder, Father God, of what we need to do and how we need to do it. 
We thank you, Lord, that truth will always prevail, Father God, because we have truth, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that we are sanctified by the word that gives us truth. We thank you, Lord, that we operate in love, Father God, that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper because we have controlled warfare on our side. And Father God, as we go our separate ways, I thank you, Lord, that we are blessed and that and that whom we come in contact, Father God, will be blessed because we share the good news of the gospel with them. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.